This is IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. I'm your host, Lee Llewellyn. In his 2021 State of the State Address, Governor Eric Holcomb announced the Regional Economic Acceleration and Development Initiative, now known as READY. The Indiana General Assembly then enacted legislation to fund the initiative and to authorize the Indiana Economic Development Corporation to implement the program. Funded at $500 million, Ready is intended to transform Indiana regions. And today, Luke Basso, Chief of Staff with the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, uh, is joining me again for this podcast, this time to talk about the details of Ready. So, Luke, thank you for being here. Lee, thanks for having me and uh, happy to be back. So, um, you and I were talking before we started. There, there is a lot of information and perhaps some misinformation that's floating around about Ready. So, please start with uh, talking about the purpose and sort of the vision of this initiative. Yeah, thanks, Lee, and uh, you know, thanks for having me on. And I think from the uh, you know from the simplest uh, you know idea and vision of Ready is how do we continue to attract talent to regions keep talent in regions and, uh, you know, and bring, bring people back to regions. Uh, we've uh, developed a, a little bit of an elevator pitch on, on exactly what, uh, you know, ready is. And it's, it's a quality of place, a quality of life, a, a data-driven approach to removing barriers to get people to live, work, and play within your region. Uh, we're really, really excited to launch it. Uh, as you mentioned, Governor Holcomb's vision uh, during the, the state of the state to, to launch this program and, and work with the General Assembly and, and have both the General Assembly and the Governor's Trust for the IEDC uh, to launch this program is, is really exciting. And we know that regional economic development is so important to the continued growth of Indiana's economy. Um, we're, we're excited to, to get this information out to regions and, and uh, excited to see what they come back with on, on eliminating barriers within, within their communities. So obviously, uh, region is in the name, and you've used the word regions and regional uh, quite a bit, just even in your descriptions. But there's there's always a question about well, what constitutes a region, and there are lots of different definitions. For purposes of ready, what is a region? Yeah. So from the uh, you know from the most basic term, it's uh, at a minimum, it's uh, two uh, two contiguous counties working together. Uh, on this, but Lee, we hope we hope it's bigger than that. Uh, we hope that uh, regions look at their their labor sheds and and work with the appropriate partners uh, within their region to help drive people there. Uh, we see all throughout the state um, that there's a lot of people traveling to different portions of the uh, of their of the state to work. Uh, so we hope regions come together and say, "Hey, my, my employees or my excuse my community, my people live here." but they're employees of, of, a, of a city 10, 15, 25 minutes away. We should really work with them to continue to grow the region. But also we want regions to self-identify and work together. Uh, we've been very clear, this is not gonna be uh, an IEDC Indianapolis driven uh, program. Uh, I'm not the best person to tell people what their barriers are in Southwest Indiana or Southeast Indiana. The communities uh, are those people. Uh, so we want them to come, to come together 
identify, uh, you know, help identify their region by what problems uh, they can all solve together and, and do that with the help of the IADC. You know, you'll hear in this program, Lee, we try to keep it broad uh, because we don't want to, uh, we want to see innovation. We want to see creativeness and we don't want to stunt that by saying, this is a region, if you're not in this box, we're not going to count it. Uh, we, we want people to, uh, to come together and work together. So I think you've alluded to the answer to this question, but it always helps to make sure that we get it explicitly on the record. These don't have to be predefined regions. Uh, is that correct? That, that's 100% correct. Um, now you can, you can, you can use uh, your predefined region within an RDA or uh, with, within you know, other organizations. Uh, but, you know, if uh, in, in this time around on, on ready, you can create new regions as long as you have a sound fiscal agent to receive the money. You know, this will this will not be the Wild West. The, the we'll, we will make sure there are uh, sound fiscal agents who, who receive the money. But uh, we want regions to, to be all inclusive. We want them to include your your the largest employer in the region, you know, universities, healthcare systems. Um, but yeah, you, you can definitely create a new region with this program. Well, so that does create uh, then uh, another question about the composition of regions. Who, who are you expecting uh, to be around the table for part of these conversations? I mean, as you're, again, regions have very many dif- uh, dif- definitions, but what kinds of entities are you expecting that will be around the table having this conversation or defining themselves as a region? Yeah, yeah, great question, Lee. Thank you. And and you know, and just to be clear, right, we do have an idea and expectation of how many regions we think will be out there in the state. Uh, you know, eight to fourteen is is, is where we've we've drawn it up on uh, on our vision of it. There may be a less, there may be a couple more, but. You know, Lee, we we want this program in regional economic development uh, to be bigger than than individuals. Uh, we want it to be about, you know, what makes that region already strong. Uh, we, we are lucky enough in Indiana that there are a lot of great areas to the state. So the people we want around the table, obviously, there's going to be elected officials. Uh, but, you know, with that, we want uh, your your largest employer in your region. We want your philanthropic group in your region. We want uh, healthcare, university. We are going to put points. Um, we are going to score uh, and put points on the board based on the amount of private sector philanthropic buy-in you get from your community. So um, you know, while we we welcome elected officials to be a part of this pro, uh, pro, uh, project, and they should be, um, they should not be the only ones there. Uh, we we want a diverse group of stakeholders identifying what your area, what your regional area problems are, and what barriers there are. We can we can get people to back get people back in the region. I mean, if you think about it, Lee, there's probably every elected official you talk to in the state of Indiana is wondering how can we get talent into our region, right? How can we fill uh, you know, how can we bring people here? How can we continue our tax base? Well, your largest employer in the region is asking the same questions, a little bit different, right? They want to know how they can continue to attract, how they can fill their positions, how they can grow the region. So there should be a lot of synergy in working with uh, your community to, to, to find the answers, um, you know, to, to uh, getting rid of these barriers. And so the first deadline that's part of the plan is July 1st, July 1st, 2021. Uh, so what has to happen by that deadline? So, uh, Lee, you know, la- last week uh, we, we, we launched the program, right? Uh, but the, it's just a, it's the initial launch. And by July 1st, we want regions to self-identify uh, who they are. So, uh, you know, who is your region? Why did you choose this region? 
who's your who's your leader of the region, and then uh, how far along you are on your regional plan. Uh, we know that some communities have continually are building their regional plan and are, are ready to submit one as it, you know, probably as early as July 1st. Um, and we know some regions are, are just starting that process or in the middle of that process. Because uh, what we're going to do, you know, we are going to give some seed money to regions to help uh, either continue the regional plan, finish the regional plan. Because uh, with this, Lee, you know, equity is going to be really important in the conversation about, you know, the playing field being even. Uh, I don't want to punish regions because they've been able to, to you know, to form a regional plan throughout the last few years. Uh, but I also, and conversely, I don't want to punish regions because they haven't been able to do that. Uh, so we, we want to uh, as close to a level playing field as we can uh, as, as uh, regions identify and submit their plans. Who in each of the regions could be or should be or who do you expect will be that lead entity that will be submitting that that first sort of regional definition? Yeah, so um, one thing that we've seen already in, in some of our conversations, uh, there have been some, uh, some, some groups, organizations that have stepped up and, and really helped convene the groups. Um, now, one thing that you know, you'll continually hear us saying, Lee, throughout this program, whether it's with the, the regional plan or it's what's what's ultimately submitted at the end is that no two regions are alike in Indiana, right? Your your problems in Central Indiana or or your successes are, are going to be different than Northeast Indiana or Southwest Indiana or whatever it might be. Uh, so in some regions, we've seen uh, universities uh, step up so far and and help lead the charge. Uh, in other regions, we've we've seen Ritos and Litos who have uh, who have stepped up and and led. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I I don't the IDC is not going to say, Hey, you, you can't lead. Right. Uh, we just want a, a, we want a unifying voice, uh, that we can have conversations with, uh, to help lead the group through the plan. Um, and again, you know, it's not going to be us at the IDC driving, you know, what's going to, what's going to be best for your region. Um, I think at a minimal standpoint, Lee, if you said, Hey, if you told me in two months, hey, the $500 million is gone for whatever reason, we don't have it anymore. I think at a minimum, if we now we have regions collaborating, working together, unifying voices at the table, then this program will be successful before we spend $1 on it. So following that first deadline of July 1st, uh, 62 days later, August, if I counted correctly on the calendar, uh, August 31st uh, is, uh, is I think, the, the next deadline. What happens, what has to happen by that August 31st deadline? So what we would love to have happen by August 31st is, um, is, is regions being able to submit their, re their regional plans to the IEDC. Um, this is where I think some of the confusion has, has come into play and, and some, some misinf misinformation or lack of information that, you know, I could just as easily be blamed. While we are hopeful that regions are able to submit their, their regional plans by that time, we know that there are going to be some organizations and some regions that just aren't ready at that point. Um, but what we want to do, Lee, again, I go back to this equity part, right? We're not going to punish people for being ahead. We're not going to punish people for being behind. We just want to be able to that plan a point. If you have a finished plan, great. Uh, if you're close to a plan, great. We want to be able to have communication about what that looks like and how far along you are. Uh, one of the great things about, we, we had great success on regional cities. It, it was a great program. We saw a lot of great investment. Uh, but what we ended up seeing was 10 years worth of construction in two years. 
uh, and, and it's, it's worked, it's worked really well. Um, but that led to a lot of shovel ready projects being done, the projects that were already in the pipeline, the communities knew they were gonna do. We want communities to think about shovel worthy uh, projects in this. And we want this project ultimately to be sustainable. At the end of the day, we have to put a, a timeline out there. Uh, the General Assembly, the governor have expectations of, of how all this is going to work. But we will be flexible in some of those dates uh, as long as we have a great understanding that these regions are working together to put together these plans. Last thing I want to do is waste $500 million. Uh, so and, and anyone at the IEDC, that's that's not just a me, all of us, including the governor. But we want to, we, at that point, we want to know that the region is working together to put together a, a, a strategic plan and that they are having meetings, having conversations about what barriers they can eliminate within their community. So that seems to imply <clears throat> that you do have that August 31st deadline, but it seems to imply that if regions are communicating with you, they are developing plans, they are communicating and creating that vision, even if they're not quite ready on August 31st, they can, it sounds to me, as long as they're working with you or communicating, that there may be some flexibility that what I'm hearing you say, it's more important that you have a good plan rather than just a plan that's delivered by the 31st. How will you, how will you mediate sort of that, that kind of timeline? Because I think that's important. That yeah, it's, a, good, a good plan is more important than a fast plan. A good plan is 100, 100% more important to us than, than just a plan. You know, the idea of this, as we said at the beginning, attracting talent, keeping talent, um, you know, having talent move back. And, you know, if we rush into this uh, and, and just the proverbial throw money at it, it's not going to be as successful as we want. Uh, now, to, to your point about how are we going to mediate it? I think some of it uh, is going to be determined on what what we ultimately decide, uh, what's ultimately decided with the final regions on July first, because at that point we'll have a better understanding of who needs to create a brand new one, who has one, who has them almost done, um, in in that thing. But absolutely, one hundred percent, good plans are better. I, we don't want regions just throwing stuff together because um, we also want regions to think about Lee this is a lot of money and it's going to be a lot of money on, on their match. It's going to be a lot of money coming from the state. You know, we, we, we want really this program to, to be, to grow, to be uh, effective, to be efficient. We want communities to think long and hard about where can all these investments go to continue to grow the region. And again, I go back to the point, shovel ready projects are great, but we, but you know, this, this initiative is going to have a lot more eligible expenses than we did on regional cities. And sometimes those, those take uh those take uh, time to develop and make sure we're getting the best bang for our buck. So I don't want to lock you in here, but that <laughs> you said we'll have a lot more eligible expenses. How will people, how will regions know sort of what is in that field of eligible expenses? And again, not to lock you in because we don't want people going down a list, but I think again, the, the, the def, the, the impetus here is to get regions to think, about transformation to think big. So how are you setting the stage for that and, and so that they are thinking bigger uh, and better as opposed to just, you know, what fits inside a box? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is, this is another area, uh, Lee, where we'll, we'll give some, uh, I'll give you uh, some, some categories in, in which we would lo love to see uh, projects be based around, but 
we want to keep it broad. As, as I said before, I don't want to say, hey, no to something. Uh, and then later a community says, well, what about this? It's really sim- similar to what you said no to. And then I'm saying, well, no, actually, that's a yes. Um, so, you know, for, you know, first, as, as we mentioned, you know, um, while this this program is different from regional cities, that it doesn't have to be brick and mortar projects. Uh, obviously, brick and mortar are going to be be eligible. Uh, infrastructure. Uh, will be eligible. Uh, you know, we're thinking more local infrastructure, sidewalks, uh, roads connecting, economic development projects, uh, workforce housing and housing developments uh, w- will be eligible. Uh, you know, one thing we've continually heard as we've traveled the state and the IADC after four record setting years is it's great that we have all these jobs, uh, but we need we need places for our employees to live. Um Purchasing land or uh, purchasing blighted properties, we'll, we'll, uh, we, we want communities to think about that. You know, as community, communities continue to grow, uh, they're running into places where, where they're out of land. Cultural amenities, uh, you know, trails, things of that nature, uh, you know, that those will be eligible. Uh, and then sustainable multi-year programs around town attraction, uh, innovation, entrepreneurship, small business support, we would love to see. But the caveat there, and I think, Lee, that's where we probably will see, where we hope to see the most innovation. Um, these need to be, uh, they need to be funded programs for a minimum of three years. Uh, we're not going to create a bunch of fiscal cliffs around the state of Indiana, uh, where, in, you know, in, in, in two years, somebody's going to come back and say, hey, we, we need more money for this program. That's why we want community buy-in as well. Uh, if your biggest employer, your philanthropic group, your hospitals, your, your healthcare systems say, hey, these are really great talent programs, we're gonna put skin in the game too. We, we feel like that can stretch you know, how, how well these programs go. And then another thing, Lee, on that, we also don't wanna create 10 different, very similar programs. So if we see success of a program in, in West Central Indiana, and somebody in Northeast Indiana says, hey, we want a similar type of program. We're going to ask the regions to collaborate and we're going to see if we can scale, uh, can scale those programs uh, with, 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 with the monies in the program, but also make sure that we're not overpaying in different regions. And then also we're going to give people the flexibility to say, hey, IEDC, we really love manufacturing readiness grants. Uh, we would love for you to spend, uh, you know, a million dollars of, of, the, of the, the money in our region on Manufacturers, manufacturers in our region to make sure they get it. We, if, if somebody sees a successful program, we, we we're absolutely going to let people, uh, you know, say, hey, we, we'll take our money and put that into into our region uh, right now. Uh, we think it gives some some regions some synergy, some efficiencies, and, and we're really excited uh, about what that what can come from that. And Lee, I know I've gone on a lot on this program. I will add one more thing that I think will be a huge huge initiative if we're able to get this accomplished. Um, There are a lot of state agencies that received additional money uh, in in the budget this year. And one thing that we're doing at the IEDC already is meeting with those agencies and saying, how can we work together to make these investments in these identified regions, right? So when we see a regional plan, again, your barriers don't have to be just economic development related, right? It can be a barrier that's hurting your economic development, it can be a barrier that's going to open the door to economic development. So, uh, you know, what we're, what we've asked the agencies to do is, and they have different timelines, they have different, uh, you know, different rules they have to follow. But as we get our regional plans, we're going to ask those agencies to take a look and see if there's, there's projects within there that would fit in their bucket. 
So the, the, the example we, we continually use is if a region says it's really important to have walkability and trails, uh, we're going to then turn around a DNR and say, hey, how do we work together to fund some of these pro uh, projects from, from your pot of money? And then you know, whatever the difference is, we'll then go back into, uh, into the region. So in some cases, regions, uh, they may get, you know, easy numbers, $25 million from the IDC, but there been the men may, then may be an additional investment from DNR and not, or some of these other communities. So we can all work together and really prioritize where we're investing money throughout the state. And I think that's important there. And another sort of stream of conversation, uh, that we've been having around this is, Yes, there are a number of uh, pots of money that were generated by the General Assembly. Uh, so broadband, for example, continues to be a huge issue around the state, but there are now dollars for that. Uh, there were dollars that were put into uh, connectivity that includes both broadband, but also trails. And we're all, I think, still waiting for guidance in terms of how the American Rescue Plan dollars are going to be sort of earmarked. And so we have this perhaps a unique situation where there are lots of dollars flowing from lots of different sources. And it seems to me that there's both a challenge and an opportunity in these regional plans to leverage all of those dollars to the maximum effect. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think the, the 800 page guidance came out sometime this week. Uh, you know, I'm on page four. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but you're you're absolutely right, Lee. There, we you know, no matter what the guidance ultimately is. Right. There, there's probably going to be some you know, there's going to be flexibility along the way. I remind people that during the, the CARES Act funding that came out, there were six sets of guidance that came out along the way. And, and as people as, as members of Congress and and uh, the then administration heard you had to make some changes to it. You know, in these regional plans, you know, one thing I think, you know, depending, you know, I'd love to have your opinion at some point. Uh, we, we've been blessed or cursed in economic development. There's, everything has kind of become economic development, right? You know, we, we can point to things that keep people um, in or out of regions that may or may not have been economic development, uh, you know, even a few years back. So as communities are putting together their regional plans, you know, if uh, you know, we want them to think about what are what are their overall barriers, right? May not traditionally think about, uh, you know, uh, you may not say, hey, well, that's a traditional economic development thing, or this isn't a traditional economic development thing. No, we we want you to lay it all on the table, because at the end of the day, while the IEDC may only be able to fund a portion of your plan, what's the harm in a region saying? hey, this is our big idea. These are our big goals. How do we continue to work for that over the next 10 years? And, and I think that would be a really, really big win, uh, not just for the regions, but for the entire state. So as we've been talking about money, there's another confusion point about, about money. And, uh, a couple, and, and we've looked at some of the materials that you have produced in support of this. And uh, the, there's a question about the concept of matching dollars. And in one way, you can read some of the guidance that dollars are expected to be, when you make the investment through Ready, that it will attract other private sector dollars. So another way to read uh, the guidance is that you have to have a four to one or a three to one match 
And so explain what is the concept of matching dollars? Is it something that a community has to have in place when they submit their regional plan? Is that something you expect will be attracted over time? But there is some confusion and let's see if we can clear that up at the beginning here. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, so from the first one, there is a matching requirement uh, and, and at a minimum level, it's one-to-one. But I think where some of the confusion is coming into play is we do expect uh, from the buy-in of the philanthropic community, from the private sector, uh, that, that 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 match uh, or, or at least the, the continued investment goes up. So one thing I, I want to be perfectly clear on on this is, um, you know, if a region region uh, wins, because uh, this, this is competitive, if a region wins $30 million for projects within the community, um, it's still going to be a drawdown how it was in regional cities. So, uh, you know, if, if, they, if they win $30 million, uh, it's not just going to be a, a check uh, at that point in time when, when we hand that out. Uh, they're going to then have to come back and say, hey, here, here, here's our matching. Here's how we're doing this. Um, we do want this program to be sustainable. So again, as, as I mentioned, I, I'll, I continue to mention this, regional cities, 10 years worth of uh, investment in two years. We want these investments to, to go out a little bit longer. And as we're seeing right now, you know, just take the brick and mortar uh, portion of the conversation, the, the pricing of doing construction, you know, one, the pricing, finding people to do the construction, uh, we know that's taking longer. Uh, so communities, uh, you know, when, when we say, hey, this this is what we're going to fund, they'll then have time to go out and find the, the matches uh, within it. But we hope, Lee, that part of the conversations with the within the regions and with the people at the table are going to say, oh my gosh, like, this would do so well for the region if we were able to get this investment. So as a, as a philanthropic group or a private sector group, we're the first ones in, you know, we're, we're in, you know, we'll, we'll match what the IEDC does or we'll match what, you know, whatever the state agencies do, but they will have time to, to match the investment. I'm not going to, we're not going to be unrealistic about it and say, by December, you have to have your, your one-to-one match. But, you know, if I may, Lee, I'm going to turn the question a little bit. I do want to caution everyone. Uh, we've talked about the ARP money. There is going to be a lot of money that's coming out. And I know and I, and I get it. Uh, there's going to be a rush to spend this money, right? We want to show communities that we got it. We're not wasting it. We're not doing it. You know, we're, we're, we're listening to a lot of outside people. We want people to be uh, patient with their investments. This is not a time to, to rush through this. This is not a time to just because we have the money to go spend it. We need to be cautious with with what we're doing and making sure we're spending the money on, on the right types of things. And as somebody who spent time in, in economic development and politics and all those different things, I know there's a lot of voices who say, hey, let's let's go do this really quickly. But I think the communities who take their time are patient are strategic with with their investments are going to see a really, really long-term investment that will be really important to the state of Indiana. And I think that is a conversation that we're trying to help foster as well, that um, there's, there's, isn't, speed is not necessarily the friend of, of our, of our strategy and our transformation. And I, I appreciate that you took the initiative to answer that question about the American Rescue Plan, the ARP funds, because that is a question of, you know, can that be used as part of the match? 
you did say earlier you referenced a sound fiscal agent that would be on the back end of this receiving those funds. How do you define that or what does that, what is a sound fiscal agent or what's an example of what that might be within the regions? Yeah. So, you know, the, the easiest one, right, is your RDA. Uh, they, they, they receive, uh, or, or an RDA, uh, you know, they, they were, they've already received funds from the state. In most cases, they, they get audits, uh, they, they do things of that nature, but outside of that, uh, you know, philanthropic groups you know, who, who receive audits, uh, are always good you know, universities in some cases, probably not private sector companies, uh, just because of the mechanisms in which we were able to get, could give money out, but we will be auditing the funds. And as I mentioned to you, this is a drawdown, right? Uh, so if, if we audit and we recognize that there is, or we find issues or find, you know, compliance issues that that's going to be our carrot in these cases. So again, you know, we're going to keep it broad, uh, for, for what it is, but you know, your traditional, in trying to the traditional sense, RDAs, uh, not-for-profits that, that have received funding before. Uh, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure that you're auditing, uh, the, you're auditing the funds that are coming in because we're going to come and do it too. You know, if you ask me, Lee, what keeps me up at night uh, about this program, it, it, it is, it's this, it's this conversation right here. There's going to be a lot of money, uh, a lot of people who are telling people how to spend the money. Um, and we, we need to make sure as a, as a one, as a government agency, that we have the right, we have the right approach in place to, to make sure these communities are receiving the money and make sure nobody's getting taken advantage of. You know, I, I take a lot of pride in the fact that at the IEDC, when we when we took over the PPE purchasing as a state, we had zero instances of fraud on that part where our neighbors to the west uh, spent $35 million on, on fraudulent uh, PPE. So we, we are going to we're going to knock on wood, continue that streak of, of no fraud uh, in, in the programs that we're running. So let me also clarify, and I don't want to get too technical here, but but when you say drawdown, does that mean that the regions will spend the money and then get reimbursed? Or is that that they have an invoice and they have committed work and they're drawing down the funds? They, yeah, so they will, um, we, we, we will want to see that the, the funding, uh, you know, their one-to-one match on their side, what the program is, how that works, and then, then we'll release the funds to them. Because that could make a difference in terms of how people think about that if they have to have the money up front or, or it's just uh, the obligation. Yeah, just the obligation. It, it, this will not be a reimbursement program. This has been very helpful, I think, in terms of getting a lot of things clarified, uh, answering a lot of questions. I think you've anticipated a lot of questions, certainly, that I've been hearing from folks. Uh, Let's do a little bit of a recap here. The first deadline is July 1st. And what happens? Uh, July 1st is when you have to uh, uh, identify your region officially with, with, to the IADC. I forgot to ask this, and I think I know the answer, but is there a form or a template or something that the regions submit so that they're all sort of compatible? And where do they find that? Yes. Yes. And you can, uh, you can find this as well as other information about the, pro- uh, the program on uh, the IADC's website, which is um, iadc.in.gov backslash IEDC dash ready. Um, I may have completely botched that Lee, but I think you're going to send out the, the email, but you know, if you, if you Google IEDC ready, it will, it will come up right away. It'll be your first one on the, on the Google search. So. 
And so there, there's going to be a link there to a form or a template. Yes, yes, there'll be a number of forms on there, including the form and template that uh, that we have on there. Uh, we haven't uploaded it quite yet because we wanted we we didn't want there to be a rush. Hey, this is our region. Because uh, one thing to clarify too, and this is really importantly, we will not accept uh, overlapping regions uh, to be submitted. Uh, and we will not also accept the same regions being submitted by two different people. If there is a, um, you know, uh, a fictitious six county region uh, that we receive two submissions from, uh, we will then push back and say, no, th there needs to be one submission from the region. You all need to work together um, the same way. We are not going to be overly prescriptive on this this is this has to be a region or this has to be your funding we are not going to play uh mediator or or police uh to regions part of the exercise part of this program is to walk away with multiple regions in the state that are working together to to for the betterment of their region and at a minimal at a minimal moment if we can't figure out how two groups in the region can work together then, then we, we all have to, we have to, you know, try to work better at that. So I, I do want to clarify on that part, multiple regions from a, or multiple positions from a region will get pushed back and rejected. And that's a very important clarification to make. So I think you're also implying mm -hmm. then that a county cannot be uh, a member of two different regions when you say no overlapping. <laughs> so uh, this is, you know, this is one of those. Uh, so there is a situation where uh, counties can be split in half. One can go, uh, you know, south or west. One can go north or east. But the same, uh, the same towns in the county cannot be in two different submissions. <laughs> I mean, I know uh, these all start to be uh, fairly arcane questions, but I think again they're going to come up, and and uh, so I think it helps that you've thought about all of that, and that you do have uh, you do have those standards in place that you're thinking about. And that we we help people understand that. Uh, so what what is so what's happening next? Where this will be, uh, we'll we'll push this out uh, on the week of um, May seventeenth. Um, and I know you all are off on a run now. So what happens next in terms of how you're rolling the program out? Uh, I think you're you're planning regional meetings. Yes, yes. So planning regional meetings um, are. are uh, first one, I believe, is is Monday um, in in uh, in the Muncie area uh, via via uh, Zoom, uh, right? Because you can you can be in multiple places throughout the state, but happy to come to areas too. Um, yeah, so we're doing a, a road show. Mark Waski and our team, who who this is his brainchild, helped me uh, navigate this process. Mark and I and Secretary Staten Blair Milo will, will be out and about uh, in the state. Uh, talking to stakeholders and, and having these conversations. And Lee, I will say this again on, on this podcast, and I, I've said it a lot of other places, we are happy to meet with anyone, uh, you know, anyone, anywhere, anytime. It's, you know, that, that old sports philosophy, right? But, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to have conversations. We're happy to have people show up to where, where we're meeting. 
Uh, I want people to know that the information uh, that we have, I, I don't want there to be, uh, you know, there's always going to be some confusion, right? As, as you go through a big project like this, but want to try to eliminate as much confusion as possible. Uh, so if, if, if anyone listening to this wants to, wants us to have a, a phone call, wants us to come to their region, you know, you, you can email me directly. You can, you can email Mark Waski directly and we, we will get it on the calendar as quickly as possible uh, to get it set up. And, uh, and how, as you're, as you're rolling this all out, and as things continue to evolve, how are you going to keep people um, sort of informed? Because you're going to start accumulating a fairly large uh, constituency of people who are, who are interested or engaged. How, how's that going to continue uh, some sort of communication pattern? Um, our website will be a living, breathing document uh, updated on a weekly basis, updated in a few different ways. So as we continue to have these uh, these meetings, if there's questions, if the same questions continue to pop up, we'll update our FAQs uh, on, on a weekly basis to add that. Uh, we'll update the websites uh, it, with as much information we can have. That's really going to be our, our, our center of truth, uh, if, if, uh, per se. Uh, but again, you know, happy to, uh, you know, happy to update you uh, as much as possible, Lee, with your members and your newsletter. Uh, the IEDC will, will continue to send out communication on our social media. And then, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the best tool we have, Governor Holcomb. Uh, he's going to be involved in the roadshow as well. Uh, you know, he's out and about in the community as much as possible. So he'll also be updating people as, as and, as much as possible, as will Lieutenant Governor Crouch. She is always already, uh, as is the governor, they've been connecting us to different people throughout the state to make sure they get all the information as much as possible. Well, Luke Basso, uh, Chief of Staff with IEDC, we've been talking about READY, um, the Regional Economic uh, Acceleration and Development Initiative. Luke, is there anything we haven't covered uh, that we need to before we close? I think we've covered it all, Lee, and, and uh, just to reinforce, you know, we, we are really excited about this. This is really important for the for the future of the state. Uh, regional economic development is, is going to be a key. And if you have any questions, just, just let us know, reach out, and we're, we're happy to get those answered. Luke, thank you very much. Um, you know, we'll always be ready to support, and we will uh, put the link to the Ready website uh, on the IEDA website. Uh, Luke Basso, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Lee. This has been IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. All content in this podcast is copyright 2020 by the Indiana Economic Development Association, and all rights are reserved. Mm-hmm.